All right, in the kitchen, episode 45, we have a bunch to talk about, including a full swing on Netflix review, part one, so just episodes one through four, and then we'll have part two next week. But uh, first, we'll get into just some headlines, uh, simple stuff. Uh, totally normal day yesterday, right, guys? There was no, there was no, just a slow, slow Tuesday. There was, slow there was, there was no crazy... It's no crazy college basketball stories that happened yesterday, right? I didn't just see, a bunch of I good games last night. I didn't, I I didn't see yeah. anything. There was no, a there ton was of a, good games. Yeah, I saw there was a great game. It was Creighton Marquette. That was awesome. Uh, no, obviously, uh, yesterday, uh, big news with the uh, um, Alabama basketball program down there. Uh, so uh, we, we're we not going to comment too much on this just because we, we don't want to say anything that isn't true about anyone. We, so... Uh, so that would just be unfair because we don't know everything about this case. Uh, so any anything that's not out there, we just we we don't have an opinion on because it, it's a touchy subject, and we it's a moving no, situation too. Yeah, it's, yeah. Like it, I feel like there's a lot of yeah. There's definitely a lot of moving parts to this. So anything uh, there's with this case. So what do we know? So we know that allegedly, um, Darius Miles, uh. So we know that Darius Miles killed someone. That's what we know. And allegedly, Brandon Miller gave him a gun. Is that all fair? That yeah, that's a report yesterday. Yep. And, and then uh, and then allegedly, Nate Oates either doesn't know all the details or didn't or commented and maybe put his foot in the mouth in that situation. Um, I think yeah. I mean, that's really it. Kind of covers the like what we know about the situation. That's fair. Yeah, so this is, I mean, this is always crazy with, uh, th- this would be a crazy story, but it's, it's especially crazy when Alabama is a championship caliber team right now. And, uh, and I mean, it, it doesn't seem like, uh, as of now, it seems like Brandon Miller is still playing, Nato is still the coach, right? So they still have those championship tools completely, but <clears throat> if, if let's say the team stays the same, right? When they get to the, down the stretch when they get to the actual tournament, this is probably going to be like there. You can't. You you have to assume that this part this will be weighing on their season a little bit. Like this is an added extra element that could be impeding on their success as a team. Oh, I mean, absolutely, and kind of just so just kind of behind the scenes a little bit, just because. Uh, our boy Hawkeye Libre kind of wanted to know who we are sometimes. I'm I'm currently at in Auburn for. Uh, um, practice in the game tonight against Ole Miss and all this news kind of broke while I was at practice and it was kind of surreal I'm not really going to go to the, the like all the details of kind of like conversations that were going on but one thing that I thought was pretty interesting what somebody said was once the national media gets a hold of a situation that's the biggest fear a coach or a program can have mm-hmm. um because then it just gets the imp- like then people run with the information and it doesn't necessarily have to be true or false it, they just they just run with it it's and I think that's what sports we sports media at that point, right? It's, it's not even it's sports. Media. So yeah. I was I was sitting, I'm sitting in sitting in Auburn practice, look down at my phone, and my CNN app pops up with this story. And it was kind of like I hate to use the word comical in this situation. It was it was kind of it was surreal because I'm not the only person in the gym of of say 40 people that have the CNN app. And <laughs> Like my phone dings, the guys next to me's phone dings, and you kind of see a trickle effect of like people, like looking down at their phones, just being like, 
I mean, part, you know, I apologize, Laney, like a holy shit moment of like, what? Um, yeah, it's crazy. And and the national media got a hold of it yesterday. And now it's kind of like, you know, to hang on and kind of see where this goes. Because like you said, Grant, I mean, the tournament's two weeks away. This is the number one team in the country right now. Brandon Miller is potentially the, you know, one, two, three, four pick in the draft. Um, this is going to, yeah, it's going to be a really interesting couple of weeks. Yeah, no, if you had a Alabama future, you went from feeling great, like, oh, this is like probably probably one in five chance this hits, to uh, it's over. Maybe if, what, yeah, a little iffy What's there. the, uh, um, uh, <laughs> this is the scene in the It'll office where uh, Michael's like, I just got to go out there and give him a, give him a brave face to look at. And he just goes out there. He's like, it's over. <laughs> we are screwed. <laughs> like, that's just, uh, every, that's. That was just what I pictured for every single uh, every single fan who had their Alabama futures. It, it's a shame, like you said, this is the championship caliber team. Yeah, and depending on what happens, it, it could all just fall apart, and it could all fall apart even if they have all the tools. Just because there's so much drama now with this team, yeah. uh, so Brandon Miller uh, is supposed to play tonight against South Carolina. We're recording this before uh, in the on Wednesday afternoon. They're supposed to play South Carolina tonight. Um, that's not going to go well at all. Yeah. Uh, I just that's can't gonna, imagine. Yeah, that's not. That's not. A so good they're. Match. I mean, they're plus South Carolina is plus seven. South Carolina is horrible. Seventeen. Yeah, they're plus they're seventeen. Really but I feel like this could easily be. I remember the game where Texas, the game after the Chris Beard situation, they were I think twenty plus point favorites against something like the Citadel or something. They won by like three. So mm-hmm. if South Carolina just went out there and won tonight as 17 point underdogs, I wouldn't be surprised. But if they also got blown out, I wouldn't be surprised either because it is Alabama basketball. They're very good. Uh, but there's it, it'll be interesting to see how this drama really affects this team, because if it is if Brandon Miller does end up playing the rest of the season, right? NATO's still a coach. They have the tools. This is still a very good team. Yeah, I mean, look, this is a sports podcast. We're talking about sports. Here's the problem with this situation, though. Now that it's kind of now that the meet, like the everybody at least watches some portion of the tournament. Like it's the joke that like your girlfriend ends up winning the bracket because she picks her favorite colors. Like you know, my our, my mom loves watching the tournament. Like I'm sure, like it, you bring so many more fans into the arena and into the viewership of tv coming up in two little two weeks two whole weeks and yeah. now this is looming and now you have it's not a sports story it's a potential like my mom like my mom saw it on good morning america this morning like it that's mm-hmm. the that's that's the tricky situation that kind of happened yesterday no, for and sure. yeah. that's the you know that's kind of the 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 um Situation is moving forward. Can I give a? Can, can I at least give a joke? I'm not like. Uh, uh, depending we can depending on this, it, uh, what's uh? Let me check uh, the timestamps just in case this goes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All, right. All right. You can you can go ahead. Um. I hate to say it, I did get a good laugh, but like as all this is happening, kind of surreal moments. Somebody looks down and goes, "Damn, he's still averaging 18, and he knew this happened." So, oh, yeah, God. I mean, on, honestly, yeah, yeah he's I playing mean, with he's that still, isn't he? An immense amount of pressure, not only on the court as a player, but now this was in the back of his mind is crazy. Uh, well, it's like what's the um the New Mexico State team? The those guys were played like three games. Oh man. And yep. then the, the story broke. Yep. <laughs> they were oh playing a ton of basketball. 
Um, yeah. so, uh, <clears throat> semi-similar, right? But yeah, this is just a crazy story. Apparently, Nate Oates, too, um, reached out to Ray Lewis about the situation. I don't know if that's true. But if it is, that's that's crazy. Yeah. That's an insane. That move. is crazy. That's a wild move to do about this. Um, <laughs> yes. But it, uh, as we talked before, though, I mean, Ray Lewis, like this was he's probably the one person in the world that could relate to this. I mean, so like if uh, I, I can't really blame him for going that move, but it's also like I, I just don't I'm not sure Nate Oates fully understands how to deal with this situation. And I can't blame him because I don't know what I would do either. Yeah. And when this just you're you're just ready to go to practice. You're the coach. You're you have <laughs> one of the best teams in the country, and then all this is thrown at you. I I don't know what I would do either. Yeah. I have no clue. Um. Yeah. But yeah, it's going to be a mess tonight in South Carolina. That is, regardless of if they're good or not, just with their fans fans, that's probably the worst one of the worst environments you could go to following this game outside of playing. Let's say like Auburn, your rival, maybe Tennessee. South Carolina is an awful spot to go to post huge headline news story. Do you think more? I mean, South Carolina is terrible. Do you think they're going to have more fans in the stands just because of the situation? Like, do you think there's people last Ooh, night just, just broke and they're like, oh, I I'm wonder going to the game tonight? Like, there they would be like, nobody. Oh, they're there. going to be there? Well, it, would, <laughs> yeah. it might be sold out with uh, FBI undercover detectives. Oh. <laughs> might might sell out the <laughs> might sell out the game. You go look in the crowd, and it's all all guys with badges and sunglasses on. Uh, a bunch, a bunch of guys who look like Mark Wahlberg out there. So, uh, I don't know. But th- this story is crazy, and we'll definitely have our eyes on it. But there's also there's so much of it is just we we don't want to make any claims about anything, mm. just because we don't yeah. like n- nothing is really solved yet. It, it seems like um, even just saying that, and it's like I, I we just don't know. We don't know what we're doing. Right? Very active still. It's this is all going on. This is just we're reading what we see on our phones. All right. That's all we know, okay? Uh, so this is just a crazy situation. And there was it, it was already crazy when the, the the news about Darius Miles broke. Was this a month ago? A month and a half ago? Right? It was right before Christmas. Yeah. Oh, so this is okay. I'm not this mistaken. Is, this is all, I think it was in January. I think it was yeah. January. Yeah. 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 Either way, this was a little bit. Uh, it's a little, a little bit removed, right? That was already crazy. It just keeps getting crazier. So um, definitely looking out for stuff. And there's probably some things that we. Th- think we there's potentially room for spots where we might there's things that we know now that could be true and there's things that we know that that could remain true so it's all over the place but um that that's pretty much what we know so far uh in other news i don't know how you transition from that yeah. <laughs> uh nba trades uh it's still going crazy westbrook is on the clippers how many teams does he play for now this is that's a, a great, you know, that's a, a really good teams. question. And here's not, it's, and it's not since how many teams he's played. It's, since, it's how many teams he's played for since he signed his max deal. And I want to say it's six or seven oh since gosh. he's been in that contract. Like that contract is so bad, so bad. And he's literally only been with the team like one year in that contract. It's fat. I mean, it's kind of fascinating, especially from a contract perspective, especially when you're coming towards the CBA. Like it's is, uh, it's going to be interesting, but yeah, I, I want to say six or seven in that contract. Yeah, should we play a game? Who, who, what team has he been on? Yeah, I well, okay, let's let's break it down. Okay, Lakers, Lakers. Well, so let's say he Clippers. started the he signed the contract with the um, Thunder, Oklahoma City Thunder. That's right. who he, that's who the contracts with. Okay, where did he go out after that? I believe Houston was the next stop. Okay, all right, Thunder, Houston. Now this is where Wizards. I'm forgetting. Wizards. He, oh, but, yeah. 
like for like three weeks, right? Or I think it was a season. Okay. Um. Then is it to the like Lakers? Three. Yeah, because Kuzma yeah. was in that trade. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That was a Kuzma trade. Okay, so it's yeah. not as bad as I thought. Do you count the Jazz? When no. Because no. what he went. Well, he to got the traded Jazz to the first. Jazz and got bought out. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's not. It's not as bad as I thought. Well, it uh, is because it, it was a five-year I mean, contract. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's not great. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's not good at all. Actually, that's pretty tough. It's good. I didn't realize he was still on that contract. Yeah, that's it's the original. And I think that's they traded he's him doing the, like they knew they made a mistake. He's like Brock Osweiler. He's getting paid from another team where he hasn't played for in like four oh, years. Um, what's it like Bobby Bonilla Day? Russell Westbrook Day? Oh, yeah. Here's a, oh, here's yeah. a thun- the Thunder still paying him in like 20 years. Uh, does, this help, does this help the Clippers at all, though? Because now, no. I mean... It it's tough yeah. in my mind when I see a roster that's Kawhi, Paul George, Russell Westbrook to think they're going to be bad. Well, they right? didn't really have that uh, like traditional point guard, but they didn't really need one, right? Yeah, like, I guess he's I mean, filling that role, but they're they're killing it without him. Who's like Terrence? What, Mann, seed, right? what seed were they when we did our who can win it? I want to say I know, six. They were right six. Now. It would have been the same because I think they've been all the NBA has been off since we did that. They're fourth the now. They're fourth? Yeah. I mean, here's the thing with the NBA, especially when you get in the seven-game series, these coaches are so good at scouting. And if you can like, if you can eliminate somebody, if you can literally say, well, we can play five on four in this situation. Like, and, and Russ is – and this is what kind of fascinates me about him. He's so athletic. Like, he's – him and LeBron James might be the most two athletic people to ever step on an NBA floor. Uh, so not taking credit away from what he does or what his career has meant. Because, like, he, he changed the point guard position. Like, a, I, I'm sure if you ask Darren Fox, he'd be like, oh, my, like, I'm out of my game after Russell Westbrook. I, like, I'm sure there's a list of NBA guys that model their game after Russell Westbrook. He has no discipline, though. Like, he doesn't understand that there's a reason why somebody's playing six feet off of him and he continues to jack threes <laughs> up. Um and that's the downfall. And that's what coaches won in a seven-game series. They're just like, well, we found the missing link and just give him, like, make make him get the ball. Yeah, that count, like, or uh, Kawhi's going to get his points. He's going to cause us a lot of problems. Uh, Paul George can fall into the category where he doesn't show up in playoff games. But, yeah, Russ just cannot seem like he doesn't get the concept that this ain't going to work. So, no, I mean, it, it hadn't been proven in the past four or five years that he can, like, it's going to work in the playoffs, and I don't see it happening this year. Fair enough. So they're paying all that money, and he's like, he's coming off the bench and for the Lakers right now, right? Well, and he I, don't I, Lakers no more. So well, he was because was. Like, he doesn't fit, like he doesn't fit a system. It, he doesn't yeah. fit a modern NBA system. Like it's crazy how quickly the game can change. Like almost right before we ride, like two to three years, and then you get a new system in, and and like a player like Russell Westbrook is obsolete. Like he has damage to a team. It's, um, so it's weird though. Like the Clippers are ten and three in their last thirteen games with the starting five they put up before the break. This, is, this just seems like a weird move. Well, uh, how much are they paying? That's because the, Oak or um, Utah probably bought out that contract to get the cap space because they're just trying to load up for the next five years. Yeah. And I'm sure that the Clippers just paid him a minimum. Okay. Well, if you said. Uh... Um, Westbrook is uh, only a hindrance to teams, and the Clippers are just—they're taking all the guys. No one wants that. They're doing the. This is the yeah. island of the misfit toys because they got bones <laughs> from the Nuggets, who apparently no one wanted. They didn't want them anymore. Um, oh, I just dropped my glasses. That was bad. Uh, 
But no, apparently, like they didn't want Bones, and now they have Westbrook. So, and maybe that's just the narrative now. The Clippers are the bad boys. No one wants us. <laughs> the bad boys. I mean, you want like look, somebody's gonna a playoff team is gonna pick him up because these teams want to make a late push. I think you know the, the Kevin Love to the Heat thing is is that's I think that's a really really good one. Um, that's I a think great move. Fan, that's a great move. Um, but but also, yeah, I, I, just, I think Kevin Love's at a probably a better. I, I think. Kevin Love's probably performing higher right now than Russell Westbrook is. Well, he he Kevin Love understands his role. Um, That's very fair. Yeah, and if you put him on a team like the Heat, where it is a really good culture, and you already got a bunch of guys, he just adds to that. And, and not only are you adding a great locker room guy, um, but here's the thing: I think Russ is a great locker room guy. I, I think players like him. Um, I think he I think he is great for an organization. I, and, you know, you read about the things that he does off the court, like. He's never had a blemish, great guy, but he just can't seem to get the discipline part on the court, and that's kind of why he's got himself in the situation playing for, what we say, five teams in five years? Yeah, yeah. he's played for everyone, it feels like. Um, yeah. That he should do that. He should recently. He should try and play for every NBA team. That would <laughs> be, be very awesome. cool. Yeah. Uh, it, as There's no way that's ever happened before. Oh, so, no, not in the NBA. <laughs> there's, no way. The, there's no way. The Niners quarterback that went in, Josh Johnson. Was that his name? What was that? He was oh, at yeah, he'd, put, he'd played for yeah. everyone. Well, he yeah, he yeah. was also touching the other leagues, too. He had, like, XFL on there, USFL. Yeah. Um, he was awesome. Uh, other trades, though, uh, Pat Bev to Chicago. Uh, I don't know. This, uh, this is kind of a – I always feel bad when dudes I, – I like to see dudes trading up. It's like, <laughs> oh, I just kind of fell my way into a championship roster. That was pretty cool. Well, yeah, situation. Yeah. Uh, and I always feel bad when it's like, oh, I – when I was on a championship team, and then I fell my way into a team that's going to miss the playoffs by 10 games. Uh, this was just a very horizontal move. You went <laughs> Lakers to Chicago. Okay. That's like about the equivalent team in the Eastern Conference. I think, what is there? Aren't they, uh, the, the Bulls are out of the playing game right now. I feel like, I think well, they're, so they're there's the next one in. Yeah. Like so the, he just, right it's now. just a very horizontal move. He's going to do the same thing. Uh Yeah. I, I was very bummed though. I was hoping it was gonna go back to Minnesota. I don't know if those rumors were ever true or if it was just uh people on Twitter being people on Twitter, but I was hoping for that personally. I guess that would have just been hilarious if he just goes out there to win. Uh he like Minnesota just picks him up every year just to win the playing game. <laughs> just to win the playing like game. They won, every year. Like they won the yeah. championship. Uh that would have been very funny. I was hoping for that. Um but I don't know. I don't really have that much on Pat Bev. I like I like Pat Bev though. So I think kind of it might be a horizontal. He's from Chicago. Maybe he realized that like this might be the end of the road. I'm gonna go home, play for the hometown Bulls, and whisk off into the sunset. Yeah. Well, also, I mean, he does work at Barstool now, and they're opening up an yep. office in that, Chicago. Yep. Oh. So I don't know. I'm not gonna point rumors? fingers, but rumors <laughs> are circulating. No, he definitely has nothing to do with uh, that. That podcast could be done remotely. Um. And then also other other headlines. So Connor McDavid reached 800 points. And I only bring this up. Uh, we're, we're definitely going to get into hockey more when the playoffs get going. But uh, we McDavid, it might be, I, he's pretty much the only hockey player we've ever talked about on this podcast. Although I think we all like hockey to an extent. None of us are even like, like me and Joey are Avs fans. I don't think Zach has been to a hockey game before. Uh, oh, whoa, <laughs> whoa. I'm just I'm playing around with you, Zach. I know. <laughs> I'm playing around. Uh are you a, man, so we don't play hockey. Guy, right? We don't play hack it down here. 
and down in the yeah, south. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have I'm gonna have the guy. Heck yeah. but, but let's keep going with the bit. I'm yeah, like that. but like, but I'm anyway, with there, uh, right? with McDavid, so he reached 800 points. Uh, it was very cool. Uh, it was awesome highlights. But they put up. He's the fifth fastest player to ever do it. And what was interesting about the stat is uh, one, it was crazy impressive that he, a he's hit 800 points at all. He's like I, I stand by that McDavid's gonna finish as an all time great player. But he hit it in like I think it was like 500 and a little bit of change. Uh, I don't know the exact number. But then Wayne Gretzky got to 800 points in like 350. And come on, oh man. my gosh, come on! <laughs> and I was like, how is this dude real? How is this possible? <laughs> that like, I don't understand. That's my it. It doesn't get enough love in sports. But Gretzky stats—they come up every once in a yeah, while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and they always come up in other people's stats. It's never like oh, yeah. someone doing Wayne Gretzky appreciation. It's like, here's a list of other successful athletes. And then Gretzky gets thrown in there and you're like, what in the world were they doing with this guy? Like, how did how did they ever lose a game with him? There was like, tons of talent in the NHL during that time, too. That's another crazy part. Like, yeah. the NHL was pretty good during the 80s and early 90s when he was having that run. Yeah, it's like, what is happening? Like, it, you see it when it's like the LeBron stats, it's like, here are the goats, and like, how quick they points, and then throw Gretzky up there, and you're like, what? <laughs> Where is the footage? Where are these highlights? Why are they not on the ESPN <laughs> all the time? Like, what happened to this dude? Uh, We're definitely no. suckers for Gretzky stats. It's because they're just because the they're, they're, they're insane. No, I know. Like, it's insane. It's, I agree with you guys. The, he's the most. I, I love when we bring him up. He's the statistically most impressive athlete potentially of all time. I, I grant you, we you said that multiple times on here, and that's kind of stuck in my head. Like you know, being a basketball junkie, you did that. There's ton. There's so many really good players. But yeah, there is Michael Jordan. But it's like ho- hockey. Wayne Gretzky's the. It, it, the thing is, too, hockey is a very niche crowd. Their fans, they have fans that watch it relentlessly. And those fans yeah. are very loyal, and they sell out the stadiums. But those fans also, they're not really into football. And like the the NBA kind of transcends a lot of that. But they, they're very focused on hockey. And then there's a lot of like diehard NBA fans, diehard football fans that just don't really watch hockey. Out of the four majors, hockey probably gets the least amount of attention from fans of other sports, if that makes sense. It does. But here, but this is the best thing about hockey. I know you just were like joking. Duh. Like, I, I love hockey. I've gotten into it, especially since I've been living in a hockey city. It's, in my in my mind, it has the best fan base for the reason that you just said. It is an ed- extremely educated fan base. They know exactly. Like, my brother went to a Nashville Predators game um, over the, this past weekend. And he was like, dude, like, like, why don't I go to more NHL? Like, he's like, it's You're just, fun. It's, yeah. it's fun. It's just knowledgeable. It's just, it's a great, like, people that love hockey it's not like UFC where people love USC and they're the worst fans on the face of the earth. Oh, yeah. Like hockey fans are great fans. Yeah. Like they're and they're just great fans. I to add to that, when it's like, why don't I go to more games? Hockey is a rare sport too that I think it really wins a lot of people over when they go to it, just with the play. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. fo- football and baseball games, there's a lot of like scenes going on around the game too that win people over, like a lot of people are in it because the tailgating or a lot of people are in it because the ballpark atmosphere and the, the beer gardens and stuff at the stadiums. But at, hockey wins a lot of people over because, wow, that was so, there was so much action. It's so much more fun in person where a lot of times like football, I love football, but there's a lot of times where I'm at games. I'm like, slow. this would be more enjoyable for my couch. <laughs> football is a great sport for TV. Yeah, but Hockey is so much dramatically better in person that it, it's able to win a lot of people over. So I, um, I don't know. We've gone past the. Um, we we've now 
well, I think. No, we, whoa, whoa, whoa. We can, I no, think we're rolling uh, with hockey. We might yeah. have well, no, break. I'm just saying, like, this was about <laughs> Connor McDavid, and we made it more about please give hockey attention. Hockey. Well, I think that oh, take, let's, uh, it, it transcends, like, transcends professional sports, too, right? Like, I remember going to hockey games in high school, and those were some of the, like, best times as, a like, a sports fan, right? Grant, do you remember those games in high school? Like, those were awesome. Yeah, I mean, I mean Colorado high school hockey is weird um, in a little bit, but the because just because our school was very supportive of our hockey team, but across Colorado, there's not a there's ton like of four schools in there. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. if you go to but Minnesota, it was still so fun. Minnesota high school hockey sells out. Oh, it's nuts. Arena nuts. for a all star game just based off of guys' haircuts. Yes, they do an all hair game, and it sells out an arena. It's not even based off skill. It's just who's got the sickest mullets. Yeah. Hey, that's all it is and it sells out that's if so you did sick. that in colorado there'd be three people there that's so sick. right so it's all hockey's just the the people who really love hockey will show up to it no matter what like there's games going on during like super bowl um major college football games and they'll still do great because those fans all they want to do is watch hockey oh, yeah it's best playoffs in sports like hands down NHL playoffs are really fun. Hands hands down. Uh, and also, too, we talked about Connor McDavid. We didn't give probably the one of the best nicknames in sports right now, Mac Jesus. So Mac that's Jesus, all I got. Yes. <laughs> yeah. No, speaking of when we get to the NHL playoffs, though, if you just want to live a little bit, just go first period bets of over or under. It's usually one, one and a half. If you want to just feel alive, just do that. Every uh, single you, you know what? Just being a bet, man, even, we can do that. Don't even yeah. look at it. Don't even look at it. You don't have to know anything about it. You probably you probably better if you don't know anything about hockey. You just over or under. It's usually one and a half or one. Just hit it. Hope for the best. That's all you got to do. <laughs> and then you don't know the the feeling of if it's let's say it's one and a half. They score one like two minutes in, and you got eighteen minutes <laughs> watching yeah. shots go off the post, <laughs> and you're just sitting there on the edge. You see, I remember it was oh, I can't even remember. It was like I was watching. Um, it was Cal- whoever Calgary played in the first round. I I did one of those. Was it that- the no? That was a, the Edmonton series. The second round. Who did they play in the first round? I can't remember who Calgary played in the first round, but um, it it was I it was in, in the NHL playoffs around at weird times doing those first rounds. They have games starting at like two in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I'm sitting in the living room just melting down over this game because that situation happened where it was like one and a half. The first one they they scored within a minute. It was like the third shot of the game, and. I'm sitting that you've 18 more minutes to melt down about this. So I was just sitting there and my mom came in and she was like, what is going on? Like <laughs> people are at work right now. Like what are you so important? <laughs> I was like, just give me 20 minutes. Right? <laughs> I got to put everything. Get I out have. of here, mom. I need I everything I have needs to go into this game. So, uh, no, I, I, I love hockey. We got to give hockey more That's attention. So um, yeah. Oh, they got the playoffs coming up. I'm sure we can yeah. do it just because I think all of us watch. Like, I, I will literally watch every single first round game. It's like, I will just turn it on and put it on and just, yeah. you know, live life. No, uh, hockey playoffs are great. I can't wait. Yeah. Um, other things, though, uh, this is the last kind of headline. The song of the summer has been released. <laughs> now, USCC fans. Katie Noel, Katie Noel, Katie Noel has uh, released a song called Southern. And it has captured the hearts of SEC fans across the country. I've heard that they're going to start playing this instead of the national anthem at all SEC football games this uh, upcoming season. Is that true? It should be. I mean, 
I don't know if you watch the music video, but that's exactly what it's like down here. Like guys oh, sitting yes. around trucks, throwing beers at each other, uh, just wrestling in the mud, um, not wearing hats correctly. Like she she nailed it, honestly. No, this is uh, so. It, this is a hilarious video. I just love the line "Roll Tide, Go Vols, SEC." <laughs> it's just the most in that like in that tennis mid middle Tennessee accent of her of hers. Uh, it's fantastic stuff. Um, Zach, have you seen this music video? Uh, yeah, yeah, it's just so because a couple seconds of it. That's that's. What do you guys say? You're the most. I mean, Joey is new SEC. You're old SEC. This is your life. How do you respond to this? How do how are you going to beat these allegations? I, I like to tell people that I put it to I'm, I'm the least I I am a, a SEC fan through and through. I grew up like in and around the Auburn Alabama area most of my life. I'm probably the least redneck Southern person there is. Um, stuff like this makes me like kind of vomit in the shower. <laughs> I think it makes everyone think, like even the most Southern person is vomiting. Oh, <laughs> some, do you think there's football fans up in Canada? in british columbia who they've never ventured down to the states and they see a music video like this and like that's what uh, i'm assuming goes on at the campus of auburn yes yes well it, it definitely seems like someone from england like directed this right like, <laughs> they've never uh, been to yeah they've never actually been to the south no but it's okay. it's kind of funny when my my wife started coming down here because like like auburn's a prominent band or brand alabama's a prominent band brand you ain't got to go too far off the beaten path that these SEC schools get <laughs> deep <laughs> into the South. No, that is that is that what's going on in uh, Murfreesboro, Tennessee? Eh, Murfreesboro's. Uh, it's funny because we were I was talking about Murfreesboro's today because uh, my brother potentially would. There's a he, he might he's, he might look at a job there and he's like, man, I just don't know if I can do that because that's that's just a little too redneck for me. <laughs> and t- that's what's going on in Tunica, Mississippi. <laughs> Tunica, Mississippi. Conway, yeah. Arkansas. <laughs> oh yeah. Opelika, I mean, when you're Alabama. on when you're on these campuses, like when you're on Auburn or, or on the Ro- campus of Rome, Auburn, Rome, Georgia. Rome, Georgia. Uh, oh, Barry yeah. University there. there. Beautiful yeah. campus. Me and Joey have both campus. been to Barry. It's the yeah. big, you know, that's the biggest it's the campus. Largest, in, yeah, it's the largest largest campus in the United States. That's a um, that's a great fact if you just want to sound smart, by the way. Yeah, trivia, Anyone? by the way. We knocked it out. Drop uh drop that on <laughs> your friends. Go. Biggest campus in this country yeah. is uh Barry, and they've done absolutely nothing with it. It's just a bunch of it's, fields. It's just land. Yeah. Just, just <laughs> no, there's just place. nothing going on. There's a Waffle House in Rome, Georgia, and uh that's about it. And this yeah. was by the way, the one time I went there, it's like the height of COVID. Um oh, Rome, Georgia, went to Waffle House. No there masks. was not yeah, no, there, yeah. there was no space and no mask, nothing. It looked like it was 2019 in there. It was, awesome. <laughs> it was so funny. Uh, and th- like, and this was coming from my, like, Rhodes was very strict on COVID. Uh, like, you couldn't do anything. So we, mm-hmm. we, and we just we took the bus to Rome, Georgia, and it was like it was like you were traveling. A whole back new world. Time. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it was like you took a time machine back to eight months ago. So um, I love it. Yeah, and, th- and like this was oh geez, I mean. At the time, like we didn't, we didn't know much about, yeah. about uh, COVID, so it was really funny. But uh, yeah, shout out the SEC. Last thing before we get into college hoops in our uh, full swing review, which I'm so excited to talk about. Uh, I think our new official sponsor is El Hockey Libre. Uh, he is the oh yes, review. thank you, Mr. El Hockey Libre. Uh, I I'm gonna read every single one of these until uh until he just stops sending them. But uh, th- I was also thinking about thinking about this too because we're doing this deeper into the episode now. I think the first one we read 
right off the bat. Now we're at 30 minutes uh, ish into this episode. It's like a test. Now I know it's like, okay, did El Hockey Libre listen to this a little bit? So we're going to see. We'll see. But uh, apparently he didn't, he reviewed the Super Bowl episode last time. Uh, So he did add that. So he didn't know who Zach was. Uh, Ah, it was that. So there's three of them. Zach wasn't on that one. No, it it was Sleepy Joe. Uh, It was. He did confirm that. But he also, he said that um, he was very upset that you mispronounced all the golfers' names. I know, which is kind of brutal because I watched so much that. Yeah. Like that. I think he might be joking. No, I don't uh, because we're making if he is. Hey, I got a deep southern like the, the tongue just doesn't turn for some of these. Hama. Names. So, Hama, which I should like I said, I Mor- should know Mornik- because you know Mornikawa. Mornikawa. Mornik- yeah. <laughs> I mean I can uh, rattle off all these guys' names. I'll probably mispronounce them. I can rattle them off. But yeah. But uh yes, thank you, El Hockey Libre. Uh we appreciate you and all of the uh uh, listeners uh, from Walk-Ons for coming here uh, and checking us out, too. We appreciate and love all of you. And uh, this is, once again, where we will plug our social media. Please go follow us on uh, Twitter and Instagram, ITK Pod on Twitter, in, in the Kitchen Pod on Instagram. Uh, thank you. We're sponsored by ourselves, by the way. I just did an ad read for ourselves. There we go. I like it. It will uh, repay in essentially almost no ways, but uh, we'll see if it does. <laughs> we'll see if it does. Uh, all right. Let's talk college hoops. Let's see what happened. Uh Kansas State beat Baylor last night. Uh, and I, I I was ready to bring this take during the TCU game on Monday, but it didn't work out. But now it, I'm ready for it. I'm starting to think, and I, I introduced this earlier, and I didn't really have evidence of it, but I, the Big 12 is starting to shape up where I think that all these teams might be, outside of like Kansas and Oklahoma, because they're the bookends, they might just all be just really okay. Because the home team just wins every night. That's all it is. Yeah. Like, they only play each other right now, right? So what is our evidence that a lot of these teams are that amazing? I I agree with you. That's the tough thing about Connor. I think that's what, like, you always see in the tournament, there's going to be a conference that just collapses. Happens every year. Um. It also looks like every single team in the Big 12 is getting in except Oklahoma and Texas Dang. Tech. Is West Virginia going to get in? West Virginia's in. I have seen – I've seen more like they're not even the like, final – Like 10. Really? I, on ESPN, they had bracketology. They had – I, I want to say it was um, – I, I have eight. no problem with this. I just had yeah. no idea. Yeah. Shout out Joe I, So here's we, – we talked about um, – you know, we talked about the Big Ten just being mediocre. So, like, let's let's compare the two then. Um, when did I say the Big Ten was mediocre? No, I did. I said they might just oh, okay. be okay. I pretty much had the same <laughs> take you just said about the Big Ten last week. Yeah. Um, so you said you say you can we'll compare find them, out very right? shortly. Usually, you can compare them. Is when it's impossible almost for unless you lose five games in a row which hasn't been happening because eventually you're going to get a home game and whoever has the home game in the big 12 is going to win. It's basically how the, all these games come out to. If you, if your loss is like, Oh, you lost the nine team, of the country the number nine team, of the country, number 12 team, of the country, because that's where all the big 12 teams are. It's hard to drop a lot in the rankings because yes. then you're also beating the 11 and 12 team of the country. And you're just, you're staying in this yeah. cycle, right? So it's hard to really gauge it. And this happened to the big 10. Uh, I want to say in 2020, where it was like, 11 through 20 was just all the big 10 teams basically. And then they all lost in the first and second round besides yeah. one or two of them. It was, I think Michigan made it to the final four, but I wouldn't be surprised if that happens with the big 12. That's all I'm saying. 
Do we want to have a small little like podcast bet? Like that your team, like your conference that collapses the Big Twelve and like what the conference I think collapses is gonna be the Big Ten. Define collapse. Uh, Most losses in the first round, maybe. No, the first well, weekend. Uh, the, let's see if we well, can figure the, this out. That might be tough. That, that could Comparison. be unfair, just because they they won't have the same amount of teams in it. They maybe might. The, the no, they might. they might. I bet the Big Ten probably gets closer to eight teams. You can you take out get the bottom, in. whatever. I think they're yeah. I mean, I think the Big Ten will probably get around eight, seven or eight, and then the Big yeah, Twelve. We can, get we can do a little side bet. I'll I'll trust Say, the Big Ten. So you trust the Big Ten, and then we'll Big trust Ten the Big gets 12? more for first round wins. No, let's go Sweet like Sixteen. This. Let's more like you teams in Sweet Sixteen. I, I think the Big Twelve will have more. I'll take the Big Twelve to have Sweet Sixteen teams, and you take the Big Ten. Okay, sure, yeah. Oh, huh. Big Ten um, Grant. I'm all in. Big Ten Grant. Yeah. Can I take um, the SEC? No, knowing I'll probably lose. No. No, no. I mean, they, like, no. I, we're not. I, I think they're not involved in this, right? That's not their fight. <laughs> All right, I'll stay neutral. Right, they they get enough attention. All right, we can <laughs> we don't have to talk about them. Uh, yeah. So uh, like I said, it's just the home team wins, except for TCU, who lost to Kansas on Monday, and they looked absolutely pathetic. This was a disgust. This was disgusting to watch. They couldn't make a layup. Any shot within the paint got blocked, and it it was like a block in a not in a like uh, oh that was just uh like ball barely off their fingertips um block. It was. It, they're them getting blocked and then also shoved to the ground at the same time and getting embarrassed, getting their teeth kicked in. It was gross. And Kansas was trying to give them – Kansas was begging to give them this game. Like Vegas yeah. called the refs and said, please help TCU get this game. <laughs> and the Kansas delivered. They got – TCU got a, a foul call given to them where Kansas didn't touch anyone. It was one of the most absurd things I've ever seen, and they still couldn't make their shots. It was pathetic. Uh, so Joey was like, oh, of course you think uh, TCU is that bad. No, this time I'm just right. That was pathetic. No, this wasn't shocking to me. I but think I'm I desensitized. Wrong? I didn't notice that many missed layups. I, th- I think they went at one point. They were 12, I, at one point, yeah. they yeah, were 12 no, for 29 on layups. It, they're just yeah, chaotic. True, true they're false, going true, so fast. True, true or false, Joey? Is TCU 12 for 29 on layups? Is that bad or good? No, that's not good. That is not good at all. And you, you said a funny thing during this game where you were like, TCU plays uh, uh what, what was your direct quote? I it said like, controlled chaos. That's a really funny way to say that they look bad. That was a very kind way. That was very kind way. That's saying they look bad. I think they're saying they look fast. It might be a little out of what, control. What sometimes. final four team can you remember that you were like, oh, this controlled chaos is working? Um I'm really regretting that I put them in my final four, but I hadn't seen them play a game yet. Um, I just they're playing super fast. Like I when that's I hear all I meant. we do controlled chaos, that's a way to sound like it. What we do sometimes stumbles into working, but we know it's not going to work consistently or against really Long good term. teams like Kansas. But it did one time. They split the series with Kansas. That's what I'm saying. It works sometimes, but like yeah. long term, it's just not going to work out. Like I when, mean, like do, when, when you thought of the Georgia Bulldogs this year, did you think that was controlled chaos, or did you think that that was like discipline playmaking? Or then it was when just you a see bunch of NFL like, players playing, like, like, football. and then when you see teams like I don't know who's a team that was all over the map this year, uh, like Syracuse, 
Syracuse, yeah, they played controlled chaos in their first six games of the year. Good call. They, they played a bunch of wild games. Uh, that was a great comparison, Joey. Thank you. Uh, but I don't know. The Big 12 is all over the place. But let's talk about the real important conference, the Big 10. Uh, Michigan State had a uh, fantastic win last night against Indiana. Uh, they really uh, they really needed this win. One, the, the school coming off of their tragedy. Um, uh, obviously, there was very emotional. We saw uh, Coach Izzo uh, was crying. There's a lot of t- tears in the eyes of players on both teams. Uh, so this was just really big for the school, um, a really big moment. It was awesome to see. Uh, and then also, in terms of basketball, they really needed a good win like this as well uh, to propel them. Uh, the Big Ten tournament coming up, There's, I, I think that tie has expanded. I think it's six or seven teams now are all tied for one spot. Oh, my gosh. Um, it's madness. So the Michigan State really needed this. Uh, and I don't so, know. Uh, Go I was just going to say, it also made our podcast look really good because <laughs> – yeah, we were trashing Indiana um all week. And I don't know. I still I think I'm still right about Indiana. I, I think so too. When we are when we're having that discussion of uh we, we just bet on each other's teams, Indiana is one of those teams that I think is gonna let me down. I wouldn't be like I wouldn't be surprised if let's say actually I think Penn State's gonna be a first four out. Um but I don't know, let's say like Illinois made it to the Sweet 16. I feel like Indiana making it to the Sweet 16 is almost going to be more surprising to me than Illinois. Uh, Just because I don't have any faith in Indiana. But like Illinois, I'm like, oh, cool, good for you. That, no, that makes yeah, sense. Because yeah. it would just be a shock if Illinois made it, right? Yeah, Indiana is a team that I'm just predicting massive implosion in the first round to Or Roberts or something. Iona, yeah. yeah I, I can sniff out. Oral Roberts. I, I'm sniffing out so. potential fraud in Indiana. And it, it stinks. It smells in here. It reeks. <laughs> it reeks. Uh, but no, it was awesome to see. Um, like just like we said, emotionally for the school, um, really good scene. Uh, really good scene there. Uh, fans showed out. Awesome stuff. Uh, last thing, the Big East. We don't give them enough love. We don't give them enough. It's love. a really good conference, no. man. Yeah, they, that is a great, really good. I would conference. say it's a great, a great con. A yeah, it's a great conference at this point. I mean. They they got they got two national I know it's only one team but they got two national championships in the past six years they do and potentially uh, the front runner now for the Big East Mark Tett the Golden Eagles this team's really good they just went they have they just went into Creighton a red hot team sold out game in Omaha eighteen thousand fans that blew out and they went in there and dominated and got a win and won yeah and it's not like a Joe Schmo team that was a really good Creighton team that they beat. And outside of like John Fantana, our new Twitter, uh, our new Twitter dream, no one has Love really. That. I feel like everyone has forgotten about the Marquette Golden Eagles. I almost well, in so much in so much they forgot about the Marquette Golden Eagles. I almost feel like they forgot about the Big East. Like Creighton had the slow start of the season. Like none of these, like none of these teams really like they just kind of slowly won games under the radar. And then yeah. now, now you watch them in conference play, and you, you're like, oh, oh, my God, Marquette's really good. Creighton's playing really good. Providence is playing really good. Xavier is really good. Um, it always feels like the Big East, like they, like Xavier always makes a run, especially that. I mean, they got, um, oh, my gosh, what's the Arizona coach, Sean um, Miller. Uh, they got Sean Miller back at Xavier. They're great. They're, I mean, really well coached. He's a little bit nutcase, but he's a great coach. You got yeah. Shaka Smart at Marquette. Like, you got really good coaches in this league, and they always have really good players, and they always give teams bad matchups. 
in the tournament. And it's, it's starting to feel like that's going to happen again this year. No. And the cool thing about Marquette too, I don't know if they've just struck gold or something here, or they've caught fire for a year, but all these dudes still have two years of eligibility. I know. Ooh. And I don't, I don't know how many NBA players you can name on Marquette's roster right now. Cause I can't name any Dame, uh, <laughs> or, uh, Dwayne Wade. No, no, like current on I'm Marquette's joking. roster yes, right yes. now. That we'll be going. Okay. Uh, um, here's an, another thing about Marquette: sneaky great uniforms. Ooh. They Marquette's root of colors because they have that beautiful blue, and then they got the gold. And depending on what uniform comes out, it it could be a disaster. It could be a dumpster fire, or it could look really good. Yeah. Sometimes they get that sleek, sleek gold color mixed with a little white in there. Yeah. Um, it looks really good. But sometimes it's hot. It's bad. It's hot garbage sometimes. Sometimes it's like it's got, a, uh, it's got the K it's got the K State effect. Like those K State <laughs> uniforms last night were those are those light like light lavender. Those are yeah. great uniforms. Yeah, those are nice. But then when they go mismatch, oh my gosh, it makes me want to change the channel. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's it's all over the place. Oh, and then Tennessee is uh, Tennessee's trash. By the way, they lost to Texas A and M, which that Texas A and M. I think Texas A and M is good. I think I was gonna say that Texas A and M loss starting to shape up not as bad anymore. <laughs> Texas A&M's number two in the SEC right now. I think uh, really. Um, yeah, yeah, they are. What a world we live in, where Northwestern might win the Big Ten and Texas yeah. A&M might win the SEC yeah. in basketball. What a world we live in. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to comment on Tennessee because we have them coming up at home in a few weeks. So I don't want to. I, I don't want to jinx myself. So I'm going to pass on Tennessee. and We're going to stick with Texas A&M. Texas A&M is playing great basketball. Um, yeah. I'm trying to fill time while I pull up the SEC standings because I, I want to yeah. say that I mean their SEC record they're is two. They're extremely they're two thirteen and two. They're thirteen yeah. and two in the SEC. Wrong. Yeah, no, I mean the SEC uh, right now with Texas A and M, and I say tr- Tennessee is trash. It's a joke. I just love overreacting to things, and the minute I can overreact to a giant falling like Tennessee, yeah. I will. I'll jump to it. Does that mean I I really mean it deep down in my heart? Probably not. No, but the moment I can be like, oh, this team's really bad, and overreact to it, I will. Um, team to watch though in the SEC now that they're healthy again and it can be scary. Arkansas, oh. um, they got they got pretty much everybody See, coming back healthy. That's Nick the Council. other. That's the other team that Iowa keeps getting matched up with in the bracketology. Ooh, Eric it's Musselman like a, knows how to win se- in seven, March. Man. Seven to ten, seven and ten yeah. game. Not because that's not a true. That's not a true ten seed. Arkansas, like whatever seed they are gonna be, they're not. That's not a true seed, and that's always a scary. What if they're like a? What if they win the SEC and get like a four or five seed? I, then there's a true seed, but I don't know. I don't even know. I mean, they're they're currently nine, 19 and nine. Yeah, yeah. You got to think what they just rattle off when the SEC tournament. Yeah, they're, they're going to be a what four or five or six. Um, Very fair. But if they're if they're at eight. Like if they're at eight, nine, or ten, that's a oh man, you got to even if you're a one seed, you got you got to be kidding me. <laughs> yeah, no, they're uh, no, I, I don't want to, I don't want to be in the way of Arkansas either right now. But uh, yeah, do you guys have anything else hoops related? It's kind of short because we're recording uh, early. Yeah, Zach, you're going no. to the game tonight, right? Yeah, I'm going going Auburn to the game. Auburn game tonight. Ole Miss, um, very excited about this. Is my second, I went, I went and saw um. When we played USC in Los Angeles, uh, I, real quick, uh, this will be the second week in a row. Sneaky, sneaky good college baseball matchup. The um, USC Trojans, Auburn Tiger, uh, it got moved to got Auburn. Moved. Yeah. Um, so I'm kind of I'm, I'm leaving tomorrow, headed back home towards Denver. But uh, I, a little bit sad because I would love to catch one of those games. But yeah, um, sneaky good weekend here on the plains. Um, it's gonna be fun. 
Got sidetracked. Joey, I hope you go to a couple of those because uh, that should be some really, really good baseball. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, going to the game tonight, really excited. Uh, be my first home game this year. Um, yeah, it's been a good couple of days. Went to practice yesterday and, and kind of, you know, chopped it up with the boys and uh, got to see some behind-the-scenes stuff. Uh, got to see and, and chat with uh, Walker Kelser of the Utah Jazz uh, for a little bit, he was in town for a couple of days, um, enjoying his NBA career and having a lot of fun. And uh, the In the Kitchen podcast is is, is very proud of him. There, yes, yeah, we, we are. Uh, all right, let's get to Full Swing. So Full Swing, Netflix, uh, golf documentary. Uh, we're reviewing uh, the first four episodes. This is uh, part one of a review, and then we'll do part two uh, sometime next week. Uh, uh, no guarantees as to which day it will come out, but uh, mm-hmm. part two will come out eventually. So first four episodes. Uh I'll say this as kind of an opening statement. Uh, I finished uh, the first four episodes and now all I want to do is just go play golf. Oh my God. It's all I can think about. I just, I I just keep imagining that first round of the summer, just (laughs) super hot, sunny, sunny day. smells like sunscreen uh, missing every single shot. Uh, But then you always, you get that one. That one shot, you just hit it so pure. Brings you back. Brings you back. Brings you back back again. I've just been envisioning that. Chase and that then, feeling day after day. Yeah. And then I look outside now and I see this ice storm that's coming through Iowa City. It's just miserable rain, tough, cold wind coming through. But it's okay. We just got to keep the head down. It's almost degrees and it's almost here. summer. Spring break is in like three weeks, two weeks. And I always say once spring break is over, the semester is over. <laughs> that's true. Cash if, out. if your grades aren't there, it's over. I'm sorry. It's like the 4th of July in summer. After the 4th of July in summer, summer's over. It's true. It's done. All right. You didn't get it done before the 4th of July. It's not happening. Right. <laughs> you didn't get it done in the second, in the first semester before spring break. It's not happening. All right. Uh, so that's how I feel. But let's, let's get into it. So episode one was JT and Jordan Spieth. Uh, what'd you guys think of this? This one was awesome. I think it was a great way to start it off. It made me want to like, go back to when I was 10 and just grab my best friend. And then we only play golf for the rest of our life. That was a weird move that uh, yeah. that's a move that people uh, in Zach, you're a parent. So maybe this would uh, inspire you. You should get your daughter, a best friend and they just both become sick at one sport. They're just dedicated yeah. competitors <laughs> at one sport. Like maybe, maybe there's another uh, girl at the elementary school who just loves basketball or something, and they can just grow up together and be just a dominant just uh, point guard, shooting guard duo on a basketball team. I like that idea, actually. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that's, I didn't even think about that till now. Um, like, what? What? Grant, do you want to do that with our kids? We just make them like tennis stars or something. Oh, shoot, dude, that would be that would be crazy. Um, I don't know. That, that's in like 40 years. So I have no idea. But uh, uh, yeah, I, I love the, uh, this episode. Uh, I thought it was really cool. And it's also it's the same as with the tennis. Uh, they did this with the the, uh, the tennis documentary where it's like, oh, yeah, I forgot that that happened. I forgot he won the PGA. That was pretty cool. Uh, yeah. But I thought the weird part of this was when um, Jordan, they asked him like, oh, what'd you do when uh, JT won or whatever? Where were you watching him? Like assuming he was there. He was like, ah, oh, actually, I, I, I <laughs> peace. <laughs> actually, like, I was like, dude, like, 
all you did was talk about how you guys are such great friends and you all root for each other. And then the moment you get eliminated, you're going to go pout instead of rooting on your friend. What? <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't. He, he, he had to make a business decision. He, you know, yeah. he made, what? you know, <laughs> JT's about to get a big old paycheck. He played for his own private flight. They got to split that tab. No, oh, see, like, <laughs> okay. I, you know, I got to get back to work. What's crazy too is when they do that, uh, <laughs> They, the, they did it especially in this first episode, and they did it a little bit with Brooks, too, where it would be like third place finish or like second place finish, and they flash like $70,000. <laughs> and then it's just like him just pouting, like, dang, yeah. I'm so crushed. And I was like, dang, what? <laughs> like, dude made so much money. He's all pouting. Or like, especially the, um, I guess, and I don't want to jump into the Brooks episode too soon, but the Brooks one, it was like third place waste management, like. Three point seven million dollars, something yeah. crazy. He's yeah. like, he's yeah, I mean, I'm just really bummed out with my play out there. Like, really didn't want it. And I get it's like the whole athlete thing. It's like if I'm not first, then I don't want it even or whatever. But it's also like, it's three point seven million dollars. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> how can you you didn't crack like a little bit of a smile? Like, how is it really play? Is it played up for the cameras? Like, you got to have the facade of like, I only want first place. Like, money doesn't matter to me or anything. Because I feel like I understand that element, but I feel like if I got and maybe this is why I'm not a professional athlete. Maybe if you got three point seven million dollars to go play golf in Phoenix, maybe it'd be really cool. I'm just I just want to throw that that idea out there that that might be really cool, and I would maybe smile for like ten seconds. Yeah, I I would definitely. You want to get in the second episode because then yeah we can get rolling. Yeah, on okay, that. so we all the we thoughts can, on that. Okay, yeah. So let's talk about second episode is uh, Brooks Kepka. Um, great episode. Oh, and uh, is it, shoot, it was uh, Scotty Shepard. Yep, sorry, mm-hmm. uh, I forgot about Scotty. Uh, I forgot how c- cool. Blonde Brooks was. He looks like a movie star. <laughs> I forgot how cool that was. Uh, we don't see. I haven't seen uh, much of Brooks lately. He's obviously doing stuff with Live, but uh, I forgot how cool that was. It was interesting. You, did you not like Brooks? No. Oh, would you not? You didn't. What, what did you not like about him? He was whining the whole time. He was. He was uh, doing He's a little, little whiny baby. Was I thought work. this episode was fantastic. Like, I for that same like, yeah, they do make so much money. They but like at the end of the day, they're still you're still a competitor. You're still like playing a sport that you still played as a kid growing up. So you still have that mentality, just like win, win, win. And I thought it was like I thought what the what Netflix did with this episode and what they've done with a lot of them is like like you were you could see like Brooks is like. You could look in his eyes and just see that brain just running a thousand miles an hour, and you could tell he hated it. He was like, "I literally like," and he even think- mentioned it. he was like, "What do you say?" He was like, "If if you ask Scotty Scheffner, like, what is going through your mind right now? What do you?" He was like, "He would tell you nothing. Like, I'm just out there swinging a golf ball." Yeah. Uh, so like some yeah. of the quotes and some of the things that he said, I thought were like ex- like you were saying from a competitive standpoint, I thought were fascinating. I thought they were honest. Yeah, it did come off as whiny, like. Yeah, you know, we were talking about it yesterday, but it was it. I think that's I thought part, it was fantastic. I think that's part why everyone liked Brooks a little bit was not only was he he won four majors, right? But then also he was just a really raw, honest dude. Mm-hmm. He didn't seem like there was any uh, any any fakeness about him, right? So I think and that definitely showed here. The documentary too, was just very honest the whole time. Uh, but I think his issue more was that he tasted what he was capable yeah. of and how good that he could be. And he finally, like he mentioned, he was like he was never like the guy growing up like it was always the attention of the other dudes and then when it finally mattered he was winning right and then he gets the injury bug so i think that added element of like he knew he had it and he was finally getting it and then like this injury like kind of killed it i think that that was more what was bringing him down because he was like i know i was yeah. there and like something that was out of my control ended it 
and now he's trying to get back to it. I think that's what was making it so frustrating. I think if it was yeah. Brooks Kepka with no majors chasing, I don't know if he'd be the same about finishing third place. Oh, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. I mean, even the comment he was like, "I can't compete with these guys right now." Like, just the, the yeah. raw and honesty of that, just being like, "You don't hear, you just don't hear a lot of athletes say that." And I remember when he was winning, like he he came on the Dan Patrick show it was one of the first interviews I had, and he was just like, "Yeah," like his. What I think DP asked me, he's like, do you want to be famous? And he was like, no, absolutely I do. I just never had the opportunity to be till now. Yeah. Um, so just some of the things that he's always said. And I think that's why this episode's got so much kind of play and run is that like kind of what you just said, Grant. You you saw Brooks Kepka when he won Brooks Kepka when he won those four majors. And it was just like he like he did it, it seemed like he he had Joe Burrow effect. He just came out there and he's like, I'm about to win this golf tournament. There's nothing you can do about it. Yeah. Well, no, they and talked about the complete opposite. Um, I can't remember who they quoted, but I think it was Max Homa where they're like, he just like a lot of these guys are all like friendly on tour or whatever. And Brooks shows up to a tournament. He's just like, I'm there just to win. Like, I don't care mm-hmm. about any of this. Like, I don't I don't yeah. care about being friends with any of you guys, which is kind of like as, from a competitor standpoint. I feel like that's like it. And also, I mean, Mom he was really boned about getting third, but like it was a great finish. I mean, uh, like third is a lot of people like a lot of people just want to go make the cut. And Brooks is getting third on his like return from injury waste management yeah. tournament. So pretty crazy stuff. This was and on lines that too. This was basically the waste management episode as well. Give it a lot of attention to it. Yeah. So cool. That's all I have to say. It's just so cool. Like I was sitting <laughs> about this and I was voice. like, Zach <laughs> is gonna I was, I was sitting there and I was like, Zach's just gonna come on here and just rub in our faces how cool it is to go to the waste management. <laughs> I um Go so ahead, when go it, ahead, go ahead. All no, right, no, 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 I'm not. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take. My, just let me take my headphones out first before you rub it in our faces. <laughs> how cool it is, all right? Go ahead. Um, I've told y'all, like I've told you on the show, and I've told y'all, like behind the scenes, it, it, it's something you have. And I was even talking about that like yesterday with some people. Like you just you have to see it to believe it. Like you have to see it to believe it. So, uh, what the, the one thing that this show has done great. Um, it's like I like I said, I like I watch a lot of golf like, every weekend, especially now like moving into the season with when you got really all these good tournaments. And I've been watching uh full swing with my wife and she was like, Man, this like it make like they do such a great job because it makes it look fun. I'm like, Well, no, this, like these these are for yeah. but then the waste management episode comes on and she just like, Is this for real? And I was like, Yes, like it, it's a party with a golf tournament. But it also happens to be one of the best golf tournaments on the whole tour. Like it's super competitive. Um, but then my mother-in-law texted me and she was like, Is this like is that for real? And I was like, Yeah, it's it's for real. Like it's it's just you have to see it to believe it. It is there's well, nothing it, like it. I've done it. It's like I've been to a lot of sporting events, a lot, and there's nothing like it. Absolutely it, nothing like it's it. It's especially crazy for golf too, where you can go from here in a matter of months, right? We just had waste management uh, a few weekends ago, where it's this crazy environment, like the 16th hole. Um, they're playing music, like people are throwing beers on the course, craziness, yeah. right? Yeah. And then here in April, we're gonna have the Masters, the, Masters. the most strict, formal, oh, yeah. outside of like Wimbledon sporting event on the planet. Right. Yeah. So like it's uh, super rules. It's all formal. It's all tradition. Where then it I don't know how much in other sports where you get these total flip flop opposites within months of each other or yeah. within the same season. Even like so football awesome. is going to be pretty much the same across the board. Basketball is going to be the same across the board. Golf is all over the place. Yeah. Yeah, yeah man. You just you got to it's like I said, there's there's DJs on every hole. Like it's just it's. 
it's like one of it's if a it's if a fraternity was hosting it's like if a bunch of fraternity guys were able to plan a golf tournament so so me and joe me and joe were talking about that last night you you can do you can go to any type of party you want to on three holes of that turn like you can go to a frat party. You can go to the club. I'm this. I'm this is a factual statement. Like you can go to the club on the right side of seventeen, and then you can hop over on the other side of seventeen, and then you're in this like nothing's buttoned up there, but you're in like VIP NBC like like super executive, executive type yeah. level, all within like. Three holes. It, it's it's just it's so awesome. fascinating. It's so and it's damn good golf. Like this ain't like a crappy tournament. Like yeah, no, this is the damn best good players golf. in the world. Yeah, yeah, um, it's awesome. Yeah, no, episode so three, fun. uh, episode two was awesome. E- episode two might was probably my favorite. That was probably. My I, favorite I think episode. just the the rawness, the like you see two superstars going in opposite directions. I thought that was fascinating how they did that. Um, the rawness of Book Kepka. Um, Jenna's hot and the waste management. There was oh, so yeah. much I in forgot, that episode. It was I, fantastic. I, I wrote that down. I completely forgot to bring it up. Brooks yeah. is living the dream where not only is he one of the greatest golfers <laughs> on the planet, and he gets paid to be a professional golfer, but a gorgeous woman slid into his DMs. <laughs> <laughs> that was so good. What? Like, that's the, the, that's the awesome. Like, he doesn't have to lift a finger. Brooksy. You got a lot of that, by the way. Though. You, they they definitely uh, they let that uh, Netflix had the mics on extra loud for the Let's Go Brooksies whenever he was yeah. at, when uh, whenever he hit the course. So I, I love that. But no, episode two, awesome. Episode three, uh, this was was kind of interesting. I I will say this was my least favorite of the four, but it was Me a too. very interesting episode. So this was like basically the live episode. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know if it comes up in the back half of the series or not, but so this was Liv and Ian Poulter. Um. Ian's a really good dude to be the face of this. I mean, I, I'm assuming they asked Phil and he said no, I'm assuming. Uh, but because uh, uh, Phil would really be, pro- I'm assuming, the best person for, for Liv because I think he's getting paid the most out of him. And then also, like, he was like, <laughs> he was, he was like, uh, he had obviously the, and they talked about it where he had the phone call, um, it was like on the off the record <laughs> phone call talking about the Saudis. Uh, didn't go very well. But now he works for them, which I didn't really put that together until the show. I was like, this did like, I knew the story, but then when I put all the pieces together, I was like, this is a very weird dynamic that he has created for himself. Um, <laughs> so, but know, this was very interesting perspective to live in. Uh, and especially now, like, I think there's a live event this weekend. There is, yeah. It starts yeah. Friday. Yeah, Have so you guys good. watched any live golf? You can't. I mean, that's, yeah, you know, that's like, what the, I mean, how, how do you watch this? How do you it's see on, It's on CW, but I don't even know that was a channel anymore. Um, I think you can stream it. You can stream it, yeah. I think you can stream it off of YouTube. Um, yeah, they hadn't done any favors for themselves, uh, especially with the good run that the PGA has had. But uh, we we digress. I I thought this episode was uh, really really good. Um, let's so let's all four episodes are phenomenal. Um, yeah, when I say it's first, my least favorite, <clears throat> yes, sorry, it's still like. 8.7 out good. of 10. Yes, yeah. correct. Um, I you, I think you're dead, right? He, I thought M. Porter came off like just very well spoken, very educated, very just like this is what's happening. Like, you know, I, I thought this was a really, really good episode. I thought, like you said, I think he was a great kind of 
focal point for to, to transition to the live and kind of explain yeah. what was going on. Um, well, so I, you're right. It's, it's like, yes, there is all the issues of the Saudis. There's all these things, but impulse was 46 and he made a business decision for his family. And well, that, that was my it, favorite. That's the best part of this is where they ask him the, whoever was the, doing the interview just says her quote was straight up. Are you going to live? <laughs> and he basically just gives like the magic Johnson answer of where he's like, I don't know what's going to happen to the PGA. Cause I'm not going to be there. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't That's know. Awesome. I don't know what the future of the Ryder cup is going to do. Cause I'm not going to be there. And he, like yeah. said in the most like, uh, like, Hey, wink, wink, I'm going to be at live. See ya. Wait. Yeah possible yeah. like that that was the whole episode he was just like telling them i'm going to live but i can't say that i'm going to live yeah. yet um it was i just yeah i just thought like like so i followed him on instagram and twitter for man i'd probably say like what seven years or something like that like yeah. he's a family man everything he does is with his family it's like it's not like there was anything in this episode that like doesn't um like isn't who he is or isn't who he's yeah. portrayed himself to be for you know, most of his golf career. Right. And so when you hear him say like, look, I'm 46. I'm like, I can't eat. Like I'm struggling to make cuts now. And they're about to give me $20 million. Like, yeah. Like it's easy. Well, and some, yes, there's other factors, but I thought it was fantastic. One of them summed it up really well where they said Ian Poulter has made an estimated $33 million from golf in his career. And he was going to make over half of that in one contract mm-hmm. guaranteed just by signing a piece of paper. That's an easy decision. Like where he's like, you saw how mad he was when he can't make the cuts. And he's like, I'm spending money and losing it to be away from family. Like now he is the guaranteed. So that makes sense. And that I think is the most attractive part of the live whole situation is that it's guaranteed. Like every other sport yeah. is you show up and you're pretty much getting paid. Like even tennis where it's like the pays obviously increase as you go up. But if you lose in the first round, most of the time you can get an appearance fee, especially if you're a bigger name. Like even Poulter yeah. would make a lot of money just to show up to the tournament. But in golf, that's not true. That's yep. not guaranteed. Nothing's uh, – you have to make the cut. Uh, so I, I think that's the most attractive part of living. I think it's why a lot of those guys go outside of the fact that it's like uh, I got offered $200 million. But. Yes. Well, I think another attractive part of living, I think this is one thing they show. A lot of these guys, especially like the European guys, the Australian guys, and the South American guys, they do, are, they're doing it because not everybody likes to live in the U.S. As you saw, like that house in England, I'll take that every day. Yeah. And if he gets to go home and like see his parents more often, which you saw, like that makes it attractive. The live only plays like eight events. And that's the exactly. Yeah, exactly. So if you get to go home and you get to see your parents and you don't have to like the grind of the PGA schedule, that's another reason why a lot of these guys did it. Do they get to play in the majors? Yes, they do. They do now. The open came out, I think, yesterday, being like, yeah, all the players are eligible. Yeah. Yeah. Which, like, especially if you can do that, it's like, the majors are the it's, ones really everyone cares about. Yeah. Like you can still go try and win the Masters. You can try and win the the U.S. Open. Like is they'll it, probably be shut out of the PGA Championship. I could see that. That'd probably be the that one. Makes, yeah, that would, that would probably be a wild. Uh, yeah. That'd be wild. But everybody, wild. everything else, they're yeah. um, they're eligible for because I know the RNA came out. I, I believe it was yesterday and said, yeah, they're all eligible. Yeah. No. Uh, my uh, go ahead. my favorite scene from this episode was Grant. You mentioned it. He doesn't make the cut against Matt Fitzpatrick, and then he comes into the locker room and throws his clubs, and he opens his locker, and there's a just a whole handle of Tito's sticking out. Was it real? Oh, I missed yeah. that. Yeah, no, there's a, a oh. handle of Tito's in the bottle, bottom of his locker. Golf oh, is a, so. golf is like tennis, where I, I always forget that 
everyone shares one locker room because it's a clubhouse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where they're all right there together. It's not like football where everyone's separated, right? Where you can go have your blow up and the other team's not there. Or like, even if you have a rivalry with someone, you can go there. Where it's like, I always, it's so much funny when you get to realize like all these guys are just hanging out back there. Yeah. And like they're all playing like, ping pong and stuff. It's like, aren't you guys supposed to be rivals? What happened? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it's, yeah, it was cool. a funny scene. Um, and the last one, episode four. This one, I didn't realize. I, I I didn't know much about this guy. I think I knew the least about Ian Poulter. But Joel Damon is that how you pronounce it? I think it's Damon. Damon. Joel Damon, Damon. Yeah. He might be my new favorite golfer now. That's what I thought, he, he, dude. This was so over, great. He was so over. funny. I don't know if he realized when they when they told him he was going to be in this documentary how much he was going to win over every man in America. But he, woman, dude, women. I have women, women texting me, man. Like this guy, he, I, like he's my new favorite person. But like he lives, he's just, uh, he's just an average dude who just happens to be a superhuman freak at golf. He's, <laughs> he's if Blake Bortles played golf. Like he's yeah. where <laughs> just ripping cigs on the construction I, side. <laughs> the, they open up this episode with just like all the golfers and all of his managers and his caddy saying like he has every capability to be one of the like a top 10 top five golfer in the world he just has zero interest in doing so <laughs> where <laughs> and this is where it kind of connects back to where and it was perfect that i was watching all of these in a row where just a few hours ago when i'm watching the second episode and it flashes like brooks Kip. um brooks and jt really upset and then it also has their payday above it. it's like seventy thousand dollars where joel's like how can I be upset when I'm getting paid $70,000 just to go golf? Like, how could I ever be upset? And it's like, he gets it. Yes, dude. Like, yeah. But that's also, again, that's probably why he's not in the top 10 is because he's not pissed yeah. off that he's not winning there. So I under, I understand that element and how that competitive rev all works. But this was this guy's awesome. I love ri- ripping off the shirts uh, at oh, Waste yeah. Management. That was hilarious. Stuff. Where And I, he explained it perfectly, too. It's like, I can't remember who's pair of. He was like, we were tied for dead. Henry last. Higgs. Henry Higgs. Yeah. yeah. Henry Why Higgs. not? It's the 16th hole. Like, we're not winning this thing. Let's just go have fun. You know, like he was joking around from out there. He's like, if this goes in, I'm taking my shirt off. Right. And he just nips out immediately. <laughs> like, so funny. This dude is awesome. Um, And his story is great, too, with his mom and then him battling cancer, too. Yeah. Um, like, he's such a raw, honest, like, um, he's just. This was a wholesome like, it, episode. It was, yeah, it's a very wholesome episode. Like this one was just like, uh, if we could, they they really just chose like, if there's ever one dude that could just win over everyone and be liked truly by everyone, and I'm sure there's some golf snob out there being like he's not respectful to the game or whatever. It's like shut up, <laughs> shut up. He's fun, uh, and you need dudes like this on tour too, just as much as you need the guys who are clean cut. You need guys like Joel Damon too. Uh, this was awesome. There was a. Uh... So I think this was my favorite episode, okay, and I loved it. Um, but there was there was one point in it that was just made me like, oh, this guy's kind of an asshole. Like, I think they were talking about his like past life and like how the way he got on tour, and he just nonchalantly he was like, yeah, I, I had a choice, like I could go work, or I could just like play golf, and then that like that's just what I do for my career. I'm like, oh. <laughs> What you well, asshole, he, dude! Like uh, I, that's I what I hate I you, love but I love you. Yeah, he, yeah. He, I yeah. think that more came from. It seemed like his story was he never, growing up in high school, assumed that he was going to be a pro golfer. Where I think guys like JT yeah. and Brooks were like, I'm most likely going to go pro at some point. Where I think he was just like, there's a good chance I just go work for Remax. 
It's a good yeah, chance I go just, just yeah, work for Deloitte. Sell, do some, you know, do some insurance. Like I don't, I don't think he realized he was going to be a pro until he was already a pro. I think that's more right. what he was coming out with. Yeah. That quote. No, and I understand that too. Which is like I, like I said, this was my favorite episode, and I think this dude's awesome. But it was like, oh dang! Like <laughs> I like. Uh, do you realize what you're doing, man? Like every I, dude in America would like to. Have I, I like the the letter from his caddy. Um, oh, yeah, that was so to, great. Uh, so great. <laughs> and what's funny, too, his is be- it, but it's his best friend, too. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. it's shot what's, in my email. What's so great is when they talk to his caddy. He's like, so much of my life, how I feed my kids, is all dependent on how well Joel does. <laughs> and he doesn't care at all about how he does this stuff. So, like, Joel was like, and Joel says earlier in the episode, he's like, Yeah, sometimes I think he's more upset than I am about the points. It's like, because he has no control over what's happening. And he's watching you risk how he's going to send his kids to school, how he's going to feed them tonight. <laughs> and you just don't yeah, care. Awesome. <laughs> like, that was so funny. Um, other great part of this episode was uh you go Joel goes into a store for strollers. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Crazy. walks in yeah. straight in their first thing. And I'm I'm assuming oh, some of it's probably played up for the cameras or whatever. And he asked this lady, he's like, How are you an expert on strollers? Had to had to be sure. <laughs> and, and she just looks at him like, Sir, I work for eighteen dollars an hour. Um, <laughs> 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 thought the same thing. Yes, like, yeah. sir. I don't have a PhD in strollers. I just like I show up and I. I it's my summer job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do you need? Like I can tell you where the strollers are, and I can check you out. I don't know that much oh, about these. Man, that's so good. <laughs> I didn't design the strollers. So, that's so good. <laughs> it was so funny, and he was like fumbling around with them. Like he just was like, I just can't imagine like. There has to be a moment, and I'm assuming they've had the kid by this point, right? I believe so. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Um, I was gonna say, I think it was shot over a year ago, but either he's got to be just like he's had to have broken the strollers at least six times by now. Oh, I know. <laughs> he's I just know. like because the way he opened the first one, where he was like yanking it, and the whole it was all rattling around everywhere. He's had to have broken all of them at this point. Yeah. He learned. So he learned quickly. He learned. I quickly. think that was his like attempt going in there and and acting like that. I. I think that was a, his attempt to like come in into like his dad mode. Like maybe he's taking a crack at some dad jokes, you know, yeah. he's trying to act funny for the camera. Oh no, definitely so. for sure. Yeah. He was testing him out. He's like, a <laughs> he's, um, testing his dad. He, he's like a, a stand-up comedian testing out his, uh, his stand-up material on his friends that don't want it. <laughs> that was, uh, he was testing out his dad material on a lady who's it's her summer job to work at a stroller store. <laughs> but he's coming in there and asking her if she has a PhD in strollers and uh, trying out all the jokes on her. So that's what that was. Uh, that's a great point, Joey. Uh, but yeah, full swing. That's a review. Uh, first four episodes. I can't wait to watch the rest of this. I can't wait oh, for yeah. golf. Yeah. Uh, I'm so excited. I just want to go hit the range. If the Iowa golf, I just, I, I just want to, can I just practice with you guys? Iowa golf team. Just, just be a lot. Just hang out. Just hang out. I just want to, I just want to be on the course. I just want to. I just want to feel the grass. Was it a yeah. Bermuda grass? Blue Bermuda. Oh, I got just. I, I that's got what Auburn, we got down here. Got an Auburn golf. Yeah, Auburn golf shirt. Yeah. Look at that. Bad is radio. That, is that Aubie? Yeah. What's well, yeah? It's the Auburn golf. Look, go. just, yeah. yeah. All right. Getting, well. Yeah. Yeah. That's a review. Um, Joey, do you have trivia for us? Yeah, I got office. Um, and okay. do you guys miss football? I got yeah, some let's NFL do it. trivia. Got some NFL, yeah, huh? NFL trivia. Okay. All right. Let's do it. Yeah. Let's wrap up the show. Who's going first? <clears throat> uh, who'd you say first? That's Back up first? to you. 
It's up to you, man. Okay. I thought you just said someone. Uh, Zach first. Zach, uh, where does Michael Scott move with Holly to start their new life? Oh, my gosh. Easy. I know. Why am I drawing a blank? Easy. Why am I drawing a blank? Go for it, Grant. I bet it just my brain shut right. off. Final answer. Yeah. Ah! <laughs> he sits in the giant chair. I don't know. I don't want to talk about it. He sits Boulder, in Colorado. Yes. Yep. Boulder, Colorado. Yeah. Which is the perfect choice, by the way, for them. Because oh, he yeah. he be would not fit in weird. <laughs> at all in Boulder. But because he doesn't fit in at all over there, it would work perfectly. It'd be perfect. perfect. Oh, absolutely. Could you imagine? Yeah. So he does. He gets in trouble at one point for doing a Chris Rock stand-up routine at work. <laughs> Could you imagine if you did that in 2023 Boulder, Colorado? They put him in jail. I mean, we all live in those. They would lock him away and throw away the key. (laughs) (laughs) No, I I remember watching that though in like seventh grade, and they were like, "We're moving to Colorado," and I was like, "Oh, that's us!" Like, yes, yeah, yeah. I (laughs) thought the same thing. (laughs) They know Colorado. What? (laughs) (laughs) I always get excited um, in like South Park. Like they say somewhere I know, like oh, they say the Casa Bronco. Bonita yeah. episode. Like they, they talk I'm about like, the Broncos. Like, yeah. Oh my God, like, that's I my team. Them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or any Anytime Colorado gets mentioned in anything, I'm just like, oh my God, our team. Or like, that's us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I feel the same way. All right, Grant. Um, in one of the episodes, Dwight kills one of Angela's cats. What was the name of that cat? Oh boy. I think it was Sprinkles. That's a two for two. Oh, it was Sprinkles. There we go. Sprinkles the cat. Ah, Dwight kills Sprinkles the cat. It puts it in the fridge. (laughs) Yeah. What does he do? He tries. Doesn't he try and like give it to her or something? Or he does something really weird. He he, like, why did he kill it in the first? He didn't mean to kill it, right? I I think it was an accident. Yeah. I think, no, he he like put it down or something because it was like. He's like it was weak or like it was it had something wrong with it and <laughs> he was like I, I did it a favor. Yeah. <laughs> <He's> like, yeah <laughs> sprinkles. Right. Wow. There we go. This is why we need the office more. So I can I yeah, there's just <laughs> cranky good stuff. stuff. Two for two for Grant. There we go. Uh we got NFL trivia now. Okay. Um Zach, who has the most single season sacks? Uh Michael Strahan. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Do you know how wow. many? Is it 15 and a half? Oh, no, it's 22 and a half. 22 and a half. Okay. Yeah, that that's is a lot so of sacks many sacks this season. That's ridiculous. Yeah, it's a beast. I, it's crazy. Maybe it's just because I was I I was very young during his career. But I almost I forget that he played for the Giants all the time. Oh yeah. I'm I'm almost oh, like, yeah. oh, that's that guy from Kelly and Michael. That's right. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's that guy who does the Disney. Program. He's a Hall of Famer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, he was yeah. really good. Uh, Grant, this one's for you. Who has the most single season touchdowns ever? Single season touchdowns, Is like that... reception or like quarterback yeah. or receptions? What's the category? Uh, it's a running back. So, oh shoot, okay, like well. not throwing touchdowns. I was going to say throwing, so this is thrown off my entire thing. I'm going to say Adrian Peterson, knowing it's wrong. 
It's not Adrian Peterson, but that's a good guess. Is it the same era? It has to be. Uh, yeah. If it's if it's like LaShawn McCoy, I'm gonna be livid. No. <laughs> or is it? What about? Zach is drawing a blank. What about? I'm picturing. Yeah. I'm yeah, I see the gears going. I'm forgetting. I'm forgetting I was saying names, like Corey but... Dillon, but that would be too. Are you? Like, how... No way. I'm forgetting names. Is it like who who played running back for the Saints during that Super Bowl team? Chris Chris Johnson? No, he he didn't. He no, wouldn't. he didn't have. I don't know who. Is. Yeah, he wouldn't have had enough. Uh, it's Ladanian Tomlinson. Ah, uh, uh, he had 31 okay. in 2006. That makes sense. Yeah, that's right. That makes sense. All right. Yeah, he was a beast. The San Diego Superchargers. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, that's our episode. We'll be back uh, next week. Thanks for listening.